Today, I give you the truth about Kyle Rittenhouse. So yeah, this whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing, extremely complicated, a lot of misinformation floating around, a lot of facts going around, it's hard to keep track of everything. So I will do my best to break this down for you guys, but I'll probably also be doing a little bit of live learning as well, okay? So the first thing we're going to start with is just a general timeline of events so we know we're on the same page generally. Now, this comes from Global News. Uh, it says that the following is based on court testimony, drone footage, and videos from August 25th, 2020, when the shooting occurred. So during the day, Rittenhouse helps clean graffiti off a school. That same day, Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, is released from a Milwaukee hospital where he had been admitted after a suicide attempt. Around 10 p.m., video shows Rittenhouse with a rifle standing with other armed men near a used car dealership. Rittenhouse testified that he was asked to help guard the business due to the threat of looting and arson. First thing that you guys should know also is that uh, there were chaotic protests over the past two nights in Kenosha, and Kyle Rittenhouse worked in this area. So it wasn't like he was just some random kid that decided to go into a random place where there were some riots to just start blasting, as they say in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He worked here in this town, and in the last two nights, there had been a massive amount of looting and rioting that had occurred. So, he brought a medical kit and says his objective was to provide aid to anyone injured. Around 10.45pm, another video shows Rittenhouse asking police officers for water. One officer says, we appreciate you guys, we really do. That's a little weird. Around 11.45pm, Rosenbaum chases Rittenhouse into a used car lot. As Rittenhouse yells, friendly, 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 Rosenbaum throws a plastic bag containing toiletries at Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse testified that Rosenbaum grabbed his gun. A journalist for the Daily Caller, a conservative website, testified that Rosenbaum lunged for the rifle. Rittenhouse fires his gun at Rosenbaum, hitting him four times and killing him. So this is a really crucial part. He was being chased and he yelled, friendly, friendly, friendly. What do you think that means? Probably friendly fire. Probably, hey, I'm not here to hurt you. I come in peace, friend or foe. We've heard it all before. Probably something along those lines, right? I, I just know that you'd have to be kind of insane to start charging at a motherfucker who has a gun while they're yelling, friendly, friendly, friendly. You know, whether or not Kyle should have been there, that's an obvious answer. No, he should not have been there, and he was an idiot for going. That was very irresponsible, very stupid. But then again, I don't know what else I can expect from a literal child. Based on my understanding of everything and what I've seen thus far and what I'm reading here, I do believe that although Kyle Rittenhouse was acting irresponsibly and was a dumb fuck for actually going there... I do believe that he was acting in self-defense, and I don't think that he should be charged with murder. Now, should he be charged for any crimes? Yes, I think he should be charged for obtaining a firearm illegally, uh, and he might even get a manslaughter charge. We'll have to wait and see. However, he yells friendly, the dude charges for his gun, and then he fires. Next, 
Video shows Rittenhouse fleeing the scene of the Rosenbaum shooting and being chased by a growing crowd, some yelling, get him. Just minutes later, after stumbling to the ground, Rittenhouse fatally shoots Anthony Huber, a 26-year-old who swung a skateboard at him. After Huber was shot, uh, Gage, I don't know how to say this guy's last name, Grosskreutz, now 27, stops moving towards Rittenhouse and puts his hands in the air. He was holding a handgun, but then he resumes advancing and Rittenhouse shoots him, severing most of his bicep. Rittenhouse testified that Grosskreutz had his pistol pointed to his head. Rittenhouse then walks towards the police with his hands up and the rifle slung across his body. Police order him to get out of the way and one officer pepper sprays Rittenhouse when he approaches the window of the patrol car. The police then drive off believing the active shooter was elsewhere and at 1.30 a.m. Rittenhouse with his mom turns himself into the police station. Let's, let's think about this, okay? Aside from the fact that he was wrong to be there, yes, we all know, of course, he shouldn't have been there. That was dumb. But no one should have been there. They were all breaking curfew. Everyone there was breaking curfew. And even more so, legal experts are weighing in, and they too see a strong self-defense claim for Kyle Rittenhouse. So the defense claims pure uh, self-defense. Rittenhouse's attorneys say he came to Kenosha not to hurt anyone, but to protect businesses from damage and looting. And they say the people he shot left him no choice. They're expected to highlight Rosenbaum's pursuit of Rittenhouse and Huber and Grosskreutz subsequently coming at him. The defense has said Rosenbaum and Huber tried to wrest Rittenhouse's rifle away, leading Rittenhouse to fear he would be shot with his own weapon. Okay. Now, what do prosecutors say? They say that Rittenhouse's trip to Kenosha will be uh, a key part of their case. They portray him as a wannabe cop who came looking for trouble and fame and that by bringing a rifle to the late night protest, he was the primary cause of the deadly encounters. So what does the Wisconsin law say? It allows someone to use deadly force only if necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm. First, they have to decide, for, uh, the jurors, they have to decide if Rittenhouse really believed he was in peril. Hindsight may show he was wrong, but did he sincerely believe it at the time? Next, they must determine if Rittenhouse's belief was objectively reasonable. To make that call, jurors will be instructed to consider whether any reasonable person in Rittenhouse's shoes would have also felt they had no choice but to shoot. I'm trying to think about what I would do in that situation. I mean, obviously, if the, if I were him, I wouldn't have gone there in the first place. But if I were already in that situation and being charged at by somebody who was coming at me to grab my gun from me after I told them to stop and they didn't. Yeah, I think I would probably shoot. Wisconsin law doesn't require someone whose life is in danger to flee before shooting, but jurors can consider whether someone tried to move away from danger as they assess the reasonableness of self-defense. So keep this in mind that this is important, although it doesn't determine, like not, it's not going to rest upon this factor. It's important to remember that Kyle Rittenhouse was running away in every instance where he fired. He was either on the ground or he was running away. Wisconsin doesn't have so-called stand-your-ground laws that grants wide-ranging rights for a person to stay put and fend off an attack no matter where it occurs. Rittenhouse faces two counts of homicide, one count of attempted homicide, and two counts of recklessly endangering safety for firing his gun near people adjacent, adjacent to those he shot. A successful self-defense argument would seem to apply to all five of counts. 
Rittenhouse faces a six count, possession of a dangerous weapon by a person under 18 that the defense unsuccessfully tried to get dismissed. Under self-defense law and precedent, Rittenhouse's motives for being in Kenosha are irrelevant to whether he had a legal right to shoot when threatened, some legal experts say. What matters is what happened in the minutes surrounding the shooting. This, of course, could be really contextual, right? Because there are some things you can do that could uh, essentially make you the aggressor. So, like, obviously, if you break into someone's house and then they charge at you to stop you from breaking in their house, you can't kill them for self-defense because by breaking into their property, you are initiating the aggression. If I had a 17-year-old son, I would not encourage him to engage in this kind of behavior, but poor judgment is not a crime, said Branca, who thinks Rittenhouse has a strong case for self-defense. Even if it isn't directly relevant to the self-defense claim, legal experts agree that the question of why Rittenhouse was in Kenosha will loom over the trial. This was not put forward in court. This was not able to be brought forward as, evi uh, as evidence. However, it is a fact that Kyle Rittenhouse was on video weeks prior saying that he wished he had his gun so he could shoot looters. There, There is the legal argument of self-defense, but then you'll oftentimes hear people come forward with claims that, like, he's a white supremacist, he's far right. Now, first and foremost, him supporting the police or even saying blue lives matter does not mean that he's like a far-right neo-Nazi Klansman. Because there are people, unironically, I blocked this. I, you know, it's Kevin Logan. I literally just fucking blocked him on Twitter because I, I got so mad when I asked what made him a far-right asshole or a right-wing asshole. And he said, like, he worked with the police cadets and posted blue lives matter. No. Fuck off with that terminally online shit is the police lives the blue lives matter thing is that cringy yes however it's a known fact that he was with the uh with the police cadets since he was a child so of course he's going to support the police but that doesn't make him a far-right neo-nazi racist whatever and secondly whether or not he is a racist white supremacist, is irrelevant to the case of whether or not this is self-defense. So let me put that out right away. I think that Kyle Rittenhouse is going to, uh, I mean, he's probably going to face some charges. He should be charged for having an illegal weapon under age. He should be charged for that. But I think that he, I don't think he's going to be charged with murder. I think this is a self-defense thing at the end of the day. So that's the legal aspect, but we can still talk about whether or not he might be racist like we can talk about his character but let's just remember that his character is not what's going to determine whether or not he was acting in self-defense that day that's not going to change it so as long as we're clear on that i'm more than happy digging into his character a little bit and assessing these claims that maybe he is kind of a far-right asshole or whatever now that we have established that Kyle Rittenhouse, so it appears, was acting in self-defense, we can now assess his character. So it is also true that the Rittenhouse judge bars evidence connecting the teen to the Proud Boys during the trial. And this is because it happened after the case, so it really does have no bearing on whether or not he was acting in self-defense. Again, now that we know that, however, we can read about this and learn all about this, okay? So this absolutely casts doubt on Kyle Rittenhouse's character. So first, 
there was a video in which Rittenhouse punched a girl. I heard he was defending his sister in that instance. I could be wrong. And another in which the Antioch teen said he wished he had his assault rifle with him so he could shoot at people he believed were shoplifting from a drugstore. That's pretty yikesy shit. Uh, doesn't look good if we're assessing the dude's character. Both videos were taken in the weeks before Rittenhouse, then 17, killed two men and wounded a third with an AR-15-style rifle. Despite being not uh, old enough to openly carry a gun, Rittenhouse took it upon himself to patrol the southeastern Wisconsin town amid the turmoil surrounding the shooting of Jacob Blake, a black man by white police officer, in August 2020. So they had evidence that Rittenhouse met for lunch after a court hearing earlier this year with several high-ranking members of the Proud Boys organization, a far-right group known for street fights that the Anti-Defamation League characterizes as misogynistic, Islamophobic, transphobic, anti-immigration, with some some members espousing white supremacist and anti-Semitic ideologies. So this wasn't permissible in court. This video was barred from being shown as evidence, which, again, I think that that makes sense because this was after the shooting. It really has nothing to do with anything unless we're trying to assess his character. And to me, this is a little fucking yikesy. Why is he hanging out with these, like, far-right imbeciles here and you can see here it looks though as though he's flashing the uh the white power sign which i know some people are going to laugh at me and say it's just the okay sign lol um it can be but it can also be used as a symbol of white power for example when you do it with a known uh domestic terrorist group like the proud boys <laughs> so again this is stronger evidence that he is far right or he could be bordering on white supremacist or white nationalistic ideas, okay? That's a lot stronger evidence than, well, he once said blue lives matter on Facebook, and everybody knows if you support the police, you're basically a neo-Nazi. There are better arguments to be made. And now that we have the facts out of the way, we can go through some of the misinformation that's also been being spread around all over the place, okay? So the first one is this. I've seen this screenshot shared all over Twitter by a bunch of lefties that I would be willing to bet money none read the article past the headline. Just because, I agree, it's quite clippable, Kyle Rittenhouse's trial opens with his lawyer saying the N-word twice in court. Wow. Oh, Kyle Rittenhouse is definitely a neo-Nazi. His own lawyer is saying the N-word. And then you like just scroll down. To drive home his point, Richard showed, which is the defense, showed the jury a clip that depicts Rosenbaum taunting others. Shoot me, Rosenbaum says in the video before adding the N-word. He then says the same phrase, ending it again with the N-word. A little more than a minute later, while referring to the clip, Richards repeated Rosenbaum's words in the video, including the two instances of Rosenbaum saying the N-word. So a little bit different, slightly ever so different than... He said the N-word. He opens by saying the N-word twice. He literally, his opening defense was just getting up and just saying the N-word two times in a row, hard R, PewDiePie style. Debunked, okay? There's also this one, which I've seen all over the place. You're not even allowed to call them victims. First of all, this is actually standard procedure because by calling them victims, you imply that the uh, perpetrator is guilty. 
Second of all, you can read here, the judge has had a long-standing rule of not allowing prosecutors to refer to people as victims at trial. So it's not as though he's like, well, Kyle Rittenhouse is cool, so you're not allowed to call them victims. He's actually had this long-standing rule, and he's just being consistent with every case. So again, debunked. Don't know why lefties were claiming on, like, harping on that, acting like this was some, like, big, terrible thing, proving bias in the court case. Fuck off. Bullshit. Lastly, a post so dumb actually makes me want to just end it all. Bad Bunny. <laughs> so, oh God, Bad Bunny has decided to get really edgy and uh, she's thought of a really clever strategy, which is just act like the most brainless imbecile imaginable. It's actually really clever. I mean, as you can see here from this tweet, she has 2000 quote tweets. So one might call that a ratio. Others may say that's called getting your brand out there. Okay. And for every like, you know, three or four people that shit on you, there's going to be like one or two people that might actually follow you. And you do this by consistently making the dumbest takes imaginable and then getting ratioed and just sipping up the little breadcrumbs of the cretins that actually somehow have low enough IQs to agree with you. 11 ways fascists are defending Kyle Rittenhouse. I also just got to do it. <laughs> the fact that like she just put her pronouns down below for like absolutely no reason. I, I'm kind of chuckling on that. I'm not I'm not about to pull like the 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 pronouns in bio thing, but it's sort of like, what are your what what do your pronouns have to do with anything? You didn't even say your name on here. If you said, like, I'm Bad Bunny and here are my pronouns, you're like, here's my sub goal. And by the way, here are my pronouns. But OK, um, so here here are the fascist ways. Here are the ways that fascists are defending Kyle Rittenhouse, guys. He was acting in self-defense slash defending property. This isn't about white supremacy. The victims were white. Although I will agree that that's a very stupid argument. I will also say it's a stupid argument to claim that saying that makes you a fascist. He's being vilified by the media. We don't know all the facts. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a dumb one, but still doesn't really sound very fascistic. Sea lining. How is Kyle racist? How is this white supremacy? How is he not acting in self-defense? Other incessant questions. I love that one. It's like asking me to justify my claims. Asking me to elaborate on what, why I believe what I believe? What are you, some kind of a fascist? Put yourself in his shoes. If it were me, that doesn't make you a fascist, and that's actually a way that the jury goes about deciding parts of this. We just read about this. They actually have to imagine what they would do if they were in that situation. You probably heard this quite often, but one of the things that makes humans really unique is the fact that we can engage with hypotheticals. So the fact that you would say that that makes you fascistic makes me think that maybe you're just not, I don't know, do you not know how to like engage with hypotheticals? Is that like outside of your understanding? The victims were no angels, not fascistic, but yeah, that would be a dumb thing to say. But I thought you were anti-prison. <laughs> the court system is impartial, and if he is acquitted, we must respect the results. And this one, I don't know how I missed the best one of them all. He deserves due process. 
The two most fascistic tendencies on the book, guys, definitely due process and respecting your current institutions. As I'm walking, as I, as I'm walking towards to put out the fire, I drop the fire extinguisher and I, I take a step back. Okay. When you step back from Mr. Zeminski, what's your plan? My plan is to get out of that situation and go back north down Sheridan Road to where um, the car source lot number two was. And did you get back? Were you able to go in a northerly direction? I, I wasn't. Describe what happened. I, once I take that step back, I look over my shoulder and Mr. Rosenbaum. So you'll notice too, when he starts to get worked up here is as he is recounting the traumatic experience. So let's just keep that in mind because there are a lot of people on the left, particularly, yes, I'm calling a lot of people on the left out for this part, but it's true, a lot of people on the left who talk a fuck ton about PTSD, triggers, trauma, harassment, respect mental health. And now all of a sudden they're like experts on who is authentic and who is faking during a panic attack on trial. It's insane. It's incredible. The respect everyone's triggers crowd suddenly is able to tell when someone is completely faking a trigger. It's really weird. Mr. Rosenbaum was now running from my right side um, and I was cornered from in front of me with Mr. Zeminski and there were There were three people right there. So his eyes are getting red and watery. So, like, he is actually crying. That's what I... Wait, where does he look to the judge for the pity or something? That's what I keep hearing. That's where I run. <laughs> Anyway. He looks over right as the judge starts talking. Oh my god. This is way more authentic actually than I even thought it was. Because all they do is post the one little clip on Twitter. They don't actually post this part where he literally breaks down into like a sobbing heap. He's looking at the judge to know what the fuck, what to do. Real or not, it looks cringy and fake. Sorry. Uh, okay. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, some people might say it looks fake. Um, either way, I, I just think it's really weird. Again, if you're on the left and you claim to care about toxic masculinity and then you mock this dude for crying, then I kind of think you're a hypocrite. Keep in mind, by the way, that there's also uh, records that when he turned himself into the police, he was crying then also. Was he faking then too or was he just faking now? If you don't think he was authentic, then I'm happy to hear your arguments. As has been pointed out, there have been some experts that say it looks like he's faking or acting sociopathic or appearing coached. There are others that say it's going to benefit him. We'll have to see what happens. Either way, I'm not ultimately that concerned about 
whether or not the tears were fake or not, because this is about whether or not he was acting in self-defense. And based on the evidence we have available, it seems pretty cut and dry that this was self-defense.